What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Going Rounds podcast. I'm here. I don't know what the fuck is going on today, but everything, everything that can go wrong is going wrong. But guess what? I don't give a shit. That's the way it's been the past couple weeks. I don't know what's happening, man. I'm going to have to just like blow everything out and start over. (laughs) I mean, obviously, I have all my stuff set, saved and set up and ready. And I could plug everything back in. But man, I'm having issues. Issues. But guess what? It's a little after 7. I'm a couple minutes late. Fuck it, right? I'm here. Let's do the damn thing. Time to go around. Because there's a big-ass UFC event this weekend. Pay-per-view. UFC 281. I'm excited as shit. And, you know, all these problems... Whatever, man. They, I basically, I, I'm gonna be doing all this manually today. Uh, usually, I try to make things run smooth. I try to make things just like flow nice and and not have any issues and and not have anything mess up. But today apparently is not my day. <laughs> but that's all right because I'm just gonna try to have fun with it and you know just hang in there. Keep it going. Uh, this is a great fight this weekend. That's all I'm going to talk about. UFC 281. Going to preview the fights. You know, the biggest fights. This this card is pretty stacked. Um, I'm just going to kind of free fly it here because no, nothing wants to work for me. So sometimes technology is a bitch like that. But, hey, I love technology either way, <laughs> even with their flaws. But... To start everything off, I got to say, all of my problems pale in comparison to Cain Velasquez. I know I've talked about it before, but I'm going to talk about it again. And that's why I'm wearing the shirt, because the great news that came out from this week is that he was released on bail finally. So it may have been a hefty bail, but he's out and he's free for the moment. So... I'm happy for him because he's going to get to spend some time with his family. I'm hoping he gets to at least spend Thanksgiving with his family. I'm hoping he gets to spend a lot more than that. Um, You know, obviously laws were broken, but there's a lot that has to go into this case and, and, and the things that he is having to answer for. And I understand the laws, the law and whatnot, but when you have things happen like, someone molests your child and other children in the facility he was being taken care of in. Somebody that takes advantage of something like that is a piece of shit. And that guy got to walk free, even though he's being accused of molesting children. You know, are they keeping him away from children by letting him go? But yet, and apparently he has a prior record and, you know, Salty record, apparently. Uh, but uh, either way, who gives a shit? Because what he's done and and, and what, what he's... I'm not even going to say allegedly, because I don't think Kane would have gone after him if he didn't know for sure. So fuck that guy. And I'm glad that Kane, you know, took matters into his own hands. You know, everybody says maybe he should have done it smarter. Maybe he should have been a little more cautious. Maybe he could have done other things, but whatever, man. I, I would have reacted the same way. Or maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I would have definitely had those bad intentions. But 
a lot of people will say they'll do this and do that, but when it comes down to it, will you really do it? Well, he didn't even think about it because he knew what was right and what was wrong. And to him at that moment, it was right to do. So I stand behind him and I'm with him. And I hope that somehow, some way he gets out of this with the minimal amount of time. Hell, time served. He's been, he was in jail for eight months. Let that be it. You know what I mean? Put him on probation. Keep it strict. But let him be with his family. He did He did what he did for his family. I mean, someone needed to pay for what happened. You can't take back what, what the trauma and, and the abuse that that poor kid had gone through and all the other kids that went through and anyone else that that piece of shit has put people through. So, you know, and I, I of course, I, I don't hold back my words, you know? I just say what I mean and you know what? It's the internet. Fuck it. Right. I mean, this is, this is how I talk. Maybe I don't cuss every other word. Maybe I do a lot. Some people might've heard me cuss every other word or not, but in this situation, I feel strongly. I feel like there's no words that can, that I can, I can't put it into words how badly I feel for Kane and how much I wish that that fucking dude would get what he deserves. And I hope he does. I hope he gets his ass thrown in jail and it's the worst time spent ever because that's what he deserves for doing things that he's been doing to helpless children and anyone else he's hurt. So fuck that guy. And I'm glad Kane's free. You know, got to keep wearing the shirt, got to keep representing and got to keep talking about it because, you know, it took a lot to get him out. They did, you know, what I, I the small details I wasn't, I was paying attention to the whole thing, but the small details that I kind of missed, I didn't realize that they changed judges. So the new judge is the one that actually looked into it further and 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 gave him the chance to post bail and get out and be with his family. So, you know, I applaud that guy for, you know, that judge for giving him the opportunity and seeing that in his past, he has not done things like this. It was maybe, a you know, Heat of the moment type thing. Uh, I know a lot of people try to use that kind of excuse and whatnot, but come on, man. You just got to look at the facts of this whole thing. And apparently there's more to come from what Kane's, you know, lawyer says. There's more to come to hear and find out. And there's definitely more details that need to be heard. So I'm looking forward to that because I'm hoping that the way that it sounds, I'm hoping that it's something massive and something that's going to make a huge difference and it's going to you know get Kane to to be free at least out of jail out of prison and with his family whether he has to stay at home for a year or two or you know whatever it is I'm sure that's way better for him and to be able to see his family and raise his kids than to uh sorry about that my phone's going off than to be stuck in you know, to be stuck in a jail cell for something that the other guy should be there, basically. So I just wanted to give that update and say congratulations to Kane and his family. I hope you guys have a great, great Thanksgiving. I hope he's there and, and is able to stay stick around for Thanksgiving. I know the trial is starting soon or, you know, I don't know the exact details of all that, but, you know, I just hope 
that everything turns out for the best because he's a good dude. If you follow me on any of my social media, you know, I posted the video of him when he's walking out of, you know, walking out of jail. And there's a, a there's a reporter there, you know, of course, at least one there's going to be. But uh, there's a reporter there, camera in his face, asking him questions right away. And Kane just, you know, he did the he did the gracious thing of answering those questions. He didn't even look annoyed. He just said he's happy and he wants to go home and be with his family. And, you know, the guy kind of like gave him the, oh, good, good for you. Sounds good. How you feeling? Blah, blah, blah. Then he left him alone for a second. Then he went, he follows him with the camera, goes back and asks him more questions. And, and Kane still answers the questions like it's no problem. No big deal. You know, it is what it is. And he said, thank you. After everything he said, like, thank you, thank you. Like, thanking him for, you know, caring, I guess, or or thanking him for, I'm not sure. Because Kane's just nice like that. He's a good dude. You get him in the cage, and you pay him money to fight, and he's going to beat the shit out of you. But, you know, as a person and a human outside of the cage, you know, you know he he's shown nothing but... Come on, man. He's shown nothing but uh, being a good human. So I'm happy for him. Cheers to Kane for being out and finally being free. And here's to hoping for even more better things. And I'll keep supporting. I'll keep rocking the shirt. And I'll keep talking about it until we get real justice and he's able to get out of everything be free, or at least be able to stay home with his family. So I'm hoping for the best. And yeah, um, you know, when more big things happen and 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 upcoming events or whatnot happen, I, I will definitely uh, be talking about it here. So I'm a big Kane supporter. I always have been. I followed his career for a long time. And, you know, I can't say enough about the dude. I met him once at an event. He was a good dude. I, I like the guy, and I really hope for the best for him. So before I get all sappy here, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I put that out there, said that, got my words out, you know. And if you didn't know, now you know Kane's free at the moment. So let's just hope for even better things to come. So, yeah. Um I'm just going to keep taking a sip here and there because, man, it just the, the way that this all started, it's ridiculous. But good news is a way to make it turn for the better. So my phone is distracting me today. That's all right. Um, anyway, UFC 281. It's, it's finally here. A um, couple days away. Huge pay-per-view. Stacked card. You're going to see me looking around to the, my other screen over here back and forth because I'm going to have to get support on the fly because of everything that I had set up and ready is uh, not working. So, <laughs> um, yeah, this 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 card is stacked. Uh, I, it's been said a lot about other cards. This card is pretty true, especially in recent Times, you know, with the fights that have happened recently, the past pay-per-views, last pay-per-view was pretty good. 
But, you know, when you get to early prelims and you have, like, Matt Frivola fighting on the prelims, uh, Karolina Kovacavich, who's fought for a title before fighting on the, pre- on the early prelims. Who else? Julio Arce. I mean, these are Montel Jackson. I mean, these are all guys and, and girls that have these are names. I mean, if you've if you follow the sport at all, you've probably seen them fight once or twice. Or like I said, uh Kovakevich has fought for a title before. Matt Frivola is a big time up and comer uh from the Saralongo camp. Um Julio Arce, big name, good guy. He's been on a tear. Carlos Oberg. He's part of uh he's part of uh CKB City Kickboxing. So, you know, there's actually I think there's five of them. No, there's four City Kickboxing fighters on this card. Carlos Oberg is one of them. And uh yeah, they I mean they're Izzy Israel Adesanya is out of the CKB camp and it, they're from New Zealand. Um Eugene Behrman is their head coach. Uh, and yeah, they, they're just a bunch of savages. You know, you got Dan Hooker, you got, uh, um, Volkanovsky, uh, trains there part-time, you know, there's a lot of big guys over there and, uh, yeah, let me look at this. Let's see. So that's early prelims. And then, oh, Brad Riddell is part of that team as well. He's fighting Hinata Moicano. So that's going to be a pretty damn good fight. And I, I think that's going to be an exciting fight. That's pretty much the, uh, you know, the main, the, the main fight on the prelim card. Then on the prelims, okay, this is not the early, early prelims, but this is the prelims that happened right before the main card. You got Dominic Reyes versus Ryan Spann. Now that's going to be a fight. And Dominic Reyes has fought for the title as well against John Jones. And a lot, a lot of people think that he beat John Jones. You know, it was a really, really close fight. Jones didn't look like himself in that fight. And Dominic Reyes, you know, he put it on him a bit. Um, It wasn't a crazy exciting fight because it looked like Jones just kind of didn't want to be there. And Reyes looked like he was putting forth the effort, but being very careful which is something that happens, you know, in a, in a fight like that of that magnitude for a title. But when it comes down to it, you know, there was a lot of up and down about whether or not, you know, Jones actually won that fight. Uh, he did get the win, but did he really win is the question. So Dominic Reyes, I mean, he's kind of fell off a little bit since then. I think that kind of put a damper on him. So he's trying to, I mean, he's still 12 and three. He's trying to come back up. I think he really needs to get a win here. Um, but Ryan Span is no punk. And, you know, he, he's got a pretty big fight when it comes to uh, fighting Ryan Span. So I'm excited to see Reyes fight again. It's been a while. And um, I guess I could say I'm rooting for him. I like Ryan Span, but I've known Reyes for a while. I followed him for a bit, and, and I like him. He's a great, he's a good fighter and a... Seems like a good dude. You know, he doesn't put himself out there talking a lot of shit. Uh, he just seems like he's genuine and and just into, you know, being dedicated to fighting. Then you got another big name on the prelims, 
Meatball Molly McCann, which if you've been following, she's she's pretty big right now because you know well, she's pretty popular because she's uh very good like best friends and 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 a training partner with uh Patty the Batty Patty Pimlet. Um, <laughs> if it, I'm not sure if anybody's seen anything about this, but uh, they both usually fight on the same card. They're not fighting on the same card this time, but uh, the last time they did fight. I guess Drake put up a bunch of money and bet on both of them. They both got the win, and and Drake posted that you know he was happy that they got the win and thanking them for it, and told them he's got a surprise for him or that he was gonna buy him Rolexes. And he came through. He actually bought them both a Rolex each, so that was pretty cool. Um, I know I know people talk shit about Drake and how he's probably getting paid to make these big bets and and you know put his tickets out there. But, you know, what it, when it comes down to it, uh, he still bought him Rolexes. I mean, he came through on his word. Uh, so that's pretty dope, I think. And, yeah, uh, Meatball Molly McCann, she's uh, got a funny nickname. That's why I keep saying it. I just always think of Meatball Molly. Um, that's what everybody says. So it's just one of those things that sticks in my head. But, uh, yeah, she's fighting Aaron Blanchfield who Blanchfield is a pretty damn good grappler and um the questions have been is, is Molly going to is Molly going to try to put the pressure on her come forward and you know really try to take her out early because uh you know if Blanchfield gets her down on the ground I'm not sure that Molly uh has a chance um she she's she claims that she's gotten way better with her MMA she's more well-rounded and she's a complete MMA fighter now instead of just being a striker predominantly. So um, this is just from what I'm hearing from an interview she did uh, that I listened to earlier. So I'm, I'm excited to see what she brings because uh, she's one of those fighters that always brings a really good fight to the card. So uh, yeah, that's it. That's one to look out for. And let's see, Andre Petrosky is also on this prelim card against Wellington Terman, which I've heard of him. I've only seen him fight a couple times, but Petrosky's eight and two and he's been on the come up. You know, he's one of those recognizable names. Um, you know, you hear a lot about him. So that's that's gonna be uh kicking off the the prelim card. So I mean that's uh four fights right there. There's a name in, in every one of those fights. So that's why I say this card is stacked. Um yeah, and then you get to the main card. Um, Dan Hooker and Claudio uh, Puelas. That's going to be the first fight on the first fight on the main card. <laughs> but Dan Hooker's part of that CKB, like I mentioned earlier, City Kickboxing, um, bunch of badasses. And Dan Hooker is no joke. His his record is a little iffy, you know, twenty one and twelve, but. He's been involved in some really good fights. He's one of those guys that puts it all out there and he gets hit a lot. Uh and and you know, he's lost you know, he's lost enough. He's coming off a loss right now. But uh you know, he's still a big name fighter. Um and you know, all he has to do is turn it around and get on a win streak and I don't know if he's I really wish they told you at the moment or um on this Page if he was actually uh ranked right now 
I should go to something else. So, I mean, you know, I can get a lot of info from, uh, you can, obviously, you can get a lot of info from <laughs> uh, websites and whatnot. I usually like to compile everything and have it ready. And, you know, I'm trying not to read off of things directly just so I don't sound robotic because I do get into that mode. I like, I'd rather talk off, you know, off the top of my head, maybe look back at my notes just to remember and keep myself on track. But, you know, like I said, things are not working out for me right now. So I'm going to go ahead and rely on the good old internet and, you know, make sure that I'm saying what I want to say. And, and because these are things that I had looked up and of course, you know, I don't have a photographic memory. So <laughs> remembering all these things is tough. But uh, especially when there's so many fighters and so many big fights on this card, you know, usually I'll talk about a few fights here and there, but this card has too many. Like I said, there's so many names on this card that I wanted to make sure I touched on some of them, at least mention them, you know, but uh, Dan Hooker is coming off of a loss to Arnold Allen, who just fought, I think, a couple weeks ago and won. Um, he's come his his fight before that he fought. The uh, the current champ is on Makachev. So and he lost to him. So you got uh, two losses in a row. That means you know, like I said, he he kind of loses a lot. He's he it goes his last two fights were losses. Uh, the one before was a win. Then the two before that were losses. But here's the thing: he fought Arnold Allen, is on Makachev for losses. He fought. Nazrat Hakparas, that was a win. But then he fought, before that, he fought Michael Chandler and Dustin Poirier and lost to them. So he's fighting big guys, big top names, and, and that's who he's losing to. He's not losing to scrubs or cans, you know? Before that, he had a win against Paul Felder, L.I. Kenta, and James Vick. Those are pretty big names. Got those wins. Before that, he had a loss to Edson Barbosa. Barbosa's no joke, so um, he got a win against Gilbert Burns, Jim Miller. I mean, he's he's just fought some names. Mark Casey, Ross Pearson. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, all he needs is to put together a couple wins, get on a good streak, and, you know, get it going because he, he's one of those recognizable names, and he's one of those guys that... uh. If he puts together some wins, he can be in contention real quick, like keeps it going, strings together a couple more after that, might be in, in line for a title fight. So, you know, like I said, he's right there. It's in in the 145, uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, 145 featherweight, I can't even talk, featherweight, 145 pound weight class. So that's... uh. You know, it's a pretty stacked um, division, and he's fought a lot of guys that, you know, a lot of big names, like I said. So he's fighting, man, this Claudio Puelas. So he's coming off of, let's see, he's on, oh, damn. He's on a five-fight win streak, and his last win was against, oh, yeah, Clay Guida. I remember that fight because I watched that one. Um, and I was, I was thinking Clay was going to take that fight because he came out like a damn Tasmanian devil, like usual, you know, him and his crazy hair, but 
he slowed down fast, and usually he, he's not like that. He's got a great gas tank, but Quaylas put it on him, got him in a knee bar submission, um, and yeah, looks like uh, round one, so pretty quick. But I remember thinking Clay looks kind of tired because he comes out like a fucking banshee. <laughs> so I think the first two minutes he was he, he was going at it and and tired himself out a bit. So, but yeah, I mean, five fight win streak. So that's no joke for Hooker, man. I hope uh, I hope Dan comes out ready. So, yeah, that's that's what's gonna start off that uh, the main card. So that's already a damn good fight. Uh, so you're gonna want to sit down and start watching shit if you can. Start watching from the damn early prelims. I know it 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 pans out to be like six hours of fights. So you know I can't sit down and watch all those either. I mean I I could or I, I it's possible for me to do that, but it's not possible for me to do that if that makes sense. I got too much other shit going on and to do. So, you know, sitting down and watching the fights from the from point A to the to from A to Z, like that's not going to work. Um, I'm going to sit down for the main card. I'm going to try to sit down for the entire prelim card, but the early prelims are iffy. Uh, I'm going to try to just have my phone on and watch them here and there while I'm doing other shit. That's usually how it goes for me. And in anything I miss that's big, I'll go back and watch it. Or if it even just sounds like a good fight, I'll go back and watch it, you know. It's tough to dedicate, I mean, even with me doing this, it's tough to dedicate that amount of time to just sitting in front of a TV or in front of your phone or laptop, whatever you're watching on, you know, so I'm usually, I usually have my phone going and I got one eye on it. So, and I'm sure a lot of you have seen me do it. You know, I'll be at events and there's like a big fight on and I'll have my phone set up somewhere so I can at least peek over, you know, I'm not going to keep my full attention on the phone and be disrespectful. Some people might see it disrespectful for me to just even have that phone open, but it is what it is. I'm passionate about watching the fights, and I hate missing really big things that happen, especially on big cards. So guess what? I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm going to have them on, and I'm going to be able to like look over at it and see what's happening. Um, and if I don't have it on and I see something pop up on social media about something crazy, I'm going to go. I'll buy them even if I'm not watching them at the moment. I'll still buy the fight, and that way I can go back and watch whatever part of it I want. Fast forward, rewind, you know, get through it, watch it from start to finish, whatever I want to do, so I'll still buy it, and that's what makes me kind of crazy about this, which is why I guess it works that I do this podcast, because <laughs> i got a problem, I guess, and it's not drinking. <laughs> it's spending too much money on watching fights, I guess, but it's not a problem if you like it. Um, I know you guys always see me having a drink, but I really don't drink that much during the week. It's like I drink just to loosen up a little bit on here. A lot of people tell me I look too stiff. I need to loosen up. I need to be more myself. They're not wrong. So that's what I try to do. Hey, if it takes a, a little drink for me to do that, it is what it is. I'm here to have fun and make sure that I uh, keep it going and not get all locked up and weird. <laughs> so what i'm trying to do and you know i get thirsty so why not uh add in a little you know i got my other drinks here so i'll drink that after but i got to get it going with the drink first the good old old-fashioned 
If you know me, you know that I love that shit. So, all right. Um, now let's get deeper into this card because there is four other fights that I've yet to touch on, and those are the big ones. And that's what I had a lot of stuff set up for. It's not gonna work. I'm mad about that, but that's all right. Hopefully soon here, I'm gonna stop having all these problems. You know, and and everybody's like, you know, nobody would have known if you didn't say nothing. I get it, but it's in my head. And I, I like there, a couple episodes ago, I was super distracted. I was rambling, and I was very distracted. I was mad at myself, and you know, I just couldn't get out of it. So I figure if I address it and I talk about it. Uh, you know, it's it's just my way of being real. This I'm still learning. I'm still getting through this. I'm not a master yet. I mean, I'm on episode 13. That's pretty crazy when, when I think about it, that I have my own podcast and I'm on my 13th episode. Um, Just saying that is crazy. But, uh, you know, um, I'm by far not a, not an expert at all. I know how to do a lot of shit, but, you know, stuff, you know, to ha put all this together, it, it takes time. And sometimes I put it off and it's not because I'm lazy, it's because I'm busy. <laughs> so I put it off to the end sometimes and then I have big problems and then I just got to say, fuck it. I'm going to do what I what I can do and get through it. So if it turns out in the end that it didn't even matter and nobody paid attention because everything was good. Perfect. I, I appreciate that and I'm happy for it. If it seems a little clunky, I'm apologizing in advance, but I'm still going to get everything out there and I'm just going to have to do it manually. So you're going to see my arms moving a lot more. I'm going to be turning to my other screen, stuff like that. But it is what it is. Maybe it's better than just sitting here staring directly at the camera. And you know, I'm not really staring at the camera. I'm staring at the screen, making sure everything's happening correctly. Uh, but yeah, it's a little insight. I'm going to shut up about that now so I can get back to these fights. So let's get it going. See, this is normally where I would pop stuff up automatically. <laughs> Instead, there it is. So here we go. I said four fights. These are three of them. This is the top three. We got two title fights. Um, middleweight championship, Adesanya versus Alex per Pereira. Um, that's, I'm looking forward to that fight for sure. Um, you got the women's strawweight title fight, uh, Carlos Barza versus Wei Li Zhang. And then you got Dustin Poirier versus, uh, Michael Chandler, which this might be probably the fight I'm looking forward to the most. And I'll explain why between this and the main, uh, fight, there's a little bit of a difference there. And there's a reason for that. Um, but, you know, two title fights. Madison's, Ma Madison Square Garden. So it's in New York City. That that makes uh, that makes it pretty big. Oh, I got the hiccups. Um, yeah. So that makes it a big card. And they definitely showed out with how deep this card goes and how stacked it is. As I said before. Um, let's go with this fight that is not on, not on the poster, but it's notable because Frankie Edgar versus Chris Gutierrez, 
Now, you may not know Chris Gutierrez very well, but um, he is 18 and 3. He's 31, which makes him 10 years younger than Frankie Edgar. Um, they're fighting in the Bantamweight uh, division. And yeah, looks like everything else is pretty lined up. But yeah, uh, he is fighting Frankie Edgar, who is this will be his retirement fight, which is pretty sad because let's see right. Nope, this side right there. That's uh, Frankie Edgar versus Gray Maynard. One of the one of the best damn fights that I that I had seen back in the day. Um, just knock down, drag out, ass whooping. Um, and I, and I mean, I'm talking from both sides. You didn't know who was going to win in that fight because they were knocking each other down left and right. Uh, Gray Maynard was one of those guys that could take a damn punch and give one as well. And Frankie Edgar is the same way. So I can't believe he's still fighting. I can't believe he hasn't retired already, but he has been, you know, he has been keeping it going for a while, but you know, recently he got that nasty knockout against uh, Cheeto Vera. Um, you know, head kick to the face. I was sad watching that because Frank Edgar is just one of those guys. He's a legend. You know, he's been around a long time. I got a lot of respect for the dude. So, you know, he's been a champ. Um, unfortunately, he could never get back to it. But you know, he had the belt for a while, and. He's just a great fighter, man. I, I appreciate him as a fighter. Watching him over the years has been fun. And, you know, it's sad to see these guys get a lot of losses at the end. But I think that's the only way most of them will realize that they need to hang it up. You know, as you can see by his face in this picture. And if you're not watching, I'm showing a picture of him after a fight with his belt on his shoulder. Um, but his face is pretty beat up. And I don't remember exactly what fight this is from, but... You know, this is just a a tell as to how Frankie Edgar fights. He always comes out beat up, but he, you know, a lot of the times he'd get those wins. So uh, he's had a lot of fights: 23, 10, and one. Um, you know, 10 losses sounds like a lot, but he's also has the most UFC in cage time over anybody, and I think that was like seven or eight hours total accumulated time in the octagon which is nuts because if you think about it a regular fight is three rounds five minutes that makes it a 15 minute fight if you go all the rounds right and you take it to decision unfortunately this does mean that frank edgar had a lot of decision wins but he has spent the most time in the octagon out of anybody and that's still a crazy stat seven eight hours accumulated that's nuts um it's a lot of time you know if you're in a title fight it's 25 minutes for the fight because it's five five minute rounds so yeah he's had a few of those um so he's accumulated a lot of time i'm sad to see him go here's to you frankie thanks for all the good fights there's a lot of guys that have been retiring lately and it's all the old guard you know all the old guys that are legends and that are finally just hanging them up but i salute all of them because i've been watching you know i've been watching mma and, and the ufc predominantly for quite a while now we're going on like 20 years so 
I appreciate these older guys and, and all that they've done and for giving me a bunch of great fights to watch. Here's Frankie. I hope you win in your fight. Good luck. And uh, yeah, hopefully everything else goes well for him. I know he has his own podcast as well, which um, I haven't really listened to, but he does it with uh, Roger. If you watch Jersey Shore, it's uh, Roger from Jersey Shore who was married to Jay Wow at one point in time. Um, so he was on the show a lot. Big old buff dude. So it's funny to watch him, uh, <laughs> him next to Frankie. But I guess they grew up together. They're good friends. So... You know, if you want to, I think it's called the champ and the tramp or something like that. I'm not sure why. I never heard an explanation as to why it's called that. But either way, he's got his own podcast. I heard it's pretty good. Um, just hasn't been kind of in my realm of things that I've listened to, but I'll give it a listen sometime soon. And, you know, I'd like to check it out. I just always forget. So, and you don't see a lot of news coming out from, uh, his podcast so i'm not sure exactly what it's about maybe it's just not in my sphere sphere of things that i pay attention to i'm just messing up my words man all right well good luck frankie um i hope it's a good fight and i hope he doesn't get knocked out um i would like to see him leave on a win uh but if he does lose hopefully it's just a decision or something that's not too crazy because i don't want to see him go out like that but uh yeah so next we got the oh man the fight that i feel like i am uh extremely excited for stupid stuff not working man (laughs) uh yeah there we go poirier versus chandler dustin poirier versus michael chandler so here's the deal Michael Chandler is never involved in a boring fight. And Dustin Poirier usually is never involved in a boring fight. But I will say, you know, his earlier fights and stuff, he, he does take it to decision. But he's a he's a gamer. He's one of those guys that I'm like, ah, this is going to be a good fight. Every time I see him fighting um, or him on a card, it's like, I, you know, you're going to get something. With Michael Chandler, he just throws caution to the wind. He doesn't give a shit. Um... He's just out there to throw hands, throw kicks, and uh, come out with that win. So, you know, that's that's where things get uh, that's where things get crazy because that's how you get those damn good fights and exciting fights. So, I feel like this is going to be the most exciting fight on the card. I'll explain why I don't think it's the main event when we get there, but I think this is going to be the most exciting fight on the card. I'm very excited for this. I'm not going to miss a second of this fight. And I hope it lives up to the hype that I'm hyping right now. But everybody else is hyping it too. Uh, Dustin Poirier is a badass. He's fought a lot of notable guys. hes I think he was an interim champ at one point in time. Yeah, he wasn't the undisputed champ, but he was an interim champ. And uh, he's fought. He's been a number one contender. Or he's been a contender in general for a long time. And, you know, I'm hoping he stays there for a bit longer. You know, he is getting up there uh, in uh, fighting years. But um, a fight like this can uh, catapult him. I think he needs this win uh, just to keep him going strong and stay in contention. But the same goes for Michael Chandler. 
Handler came from Bellator and he's had a pretty decent record in the, in the UFC, but Oh wow, when I'm looking at it here. So Chandler's 23 and 7 and Dustin Poirier is 28 and 7. As far as an MMA record, I don't have that breakdown of the UFC fights themselves, but um yeah. So they got similar records. Uh Dustin's fought a bit more. Uh he's got one no contest as well. But if you didn't know that Poirier fought Conor McGregor and beat him, now you do cuz this is where he finished him. And I was pretty happy watching this fight. <laughs> I know there's a lot of McGregor lovers out there. But I like the guy. And I respect him for, you know, what he's done for the sport. But he's by far not my favorite fighter. And, you know, just with the shit he talks and stuff. Like like I said, I'll follow his career. And I, I do, you know, pay attention to what he does. Because he is a popular guy. The most popular. Most... Some, most people would say actually you know he's very well recognized everywhere but you know he beat Dustin the first time they fought and that was when uh Connor was just coming up I think this Dustin was one of his first big fights that uh had a lot of beef around it and a lot of heat on it and you know he finished Dustin pretty quick but uh Dustin grew into a hell of a fighter and and learned a lot from all those losses and he came back and beat Connor as you can see there, nasty combinations. Um, Connor ducked a couple, couple slipped by, but boom, right there, caught him with that quick right hand and caught him flush and put him down. So I, I, I could watch this all day. I love watching this finish. It's, it's pretty sick. He got those couple extra punches on the ground to make sure he was done and Herb Dean Herb Dean saved uh, McGregor in that. So, um, yeah, it was a great fight. And just, uh, let's see, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to keep it going, Poirier has also had a great fight with Justin Gaethje, where he put it on him, and he threw massive combinations to get him, <laughs> get him finished here. I'm just laughing because Gaethje just does it's it's so hard to get him to just finally give in I mean look how many punches it took to get him to the ground much less to finish him Gaethje's a bad motherfucker um I I hate that it took him so long to get to the UFC but uh you know he's here now and he's always in, he's just like Chandler so I see this being one of those kinds of fights where you know Dustin can possibly catch Chandler and put these common you know all he has to do is hurt him and put one of these big combinations together and uh take Chandler out because Chandler's been taken out before for sure and he's been in a lot of wars and taken a lot of damage so um but I do like Michael Chandler but I do like I think I like Dustin Poirier a bit better and I kind of am leaning towards Dustin in this fight as far as uh who I'm favoriting to win so but slightly because you know you see what uh Poirier can do here but you also got Chandler who also fought Gaethje so this doesn't put Gaethje in a very great light but look at the power damn that power that Chandler has 
he's he's got those nice compact punches and he just puts all of that little like muscular body behind it and he i mean he he's got hands and and he throws that power look at the way he snaps his neck back oh oh man and you know gaichi didn't go down like he did with poirier but poirier was putting those fast quick and uh quick and heavy punches on him and chandler right now is just throwing bombs so he did finish gaichi in that fight but uh yeah he's got the power so that's what uh poirier's gotta gotta be careful uh not to let him you know catch him with those uh big bombs that he likes to throw because if he does i think poirier might go down and i'm not sure he'll be able to get back up because chandler likes to jump on you and likes to keep that keep those heavy hands raining down and that punch is just nasty look at that that one oh oh all right anyway um you but chandler is also oh i hate seeing ferguson go down like that holy shit but yeah chandler's got kicks <laughs> if you didn't know this didn't happen too long ago less less than a year ago i think it was earlier this year um and chandler's one of those crazy fuckers he does the backflips he he's such an athletic dude um like i was saying earlier he came from bellator he was a champion bellator had a lot of wars with the uh pitbull brothers and uh yeah um he fought a lot of great fights but like i said a lot of damage and he's got those powers in, power in his hands and he can use those kicks so you know he's pretty dangerous when it comes to striking but Oh, he does have pretty damn good wrestling as well. So, uh, but the only thing about that is Poirier's got really good uh, jujitsu. So, if he wants to take him to the ground and test that jujitsu, good luck, brother. Um, I don't know how that's going to go for you. Uh, so, you might want to stay back and keep those hands flying and maybe those kicks. Um, I'm thinking Poirier's going to come out with this win, but I would not be surprised if Chandler. If Chandler catches him and uh, finishes him, maybe not this bad. I don't think he'll do this to Poirier because Ferguson's been kind of on the downswing for a while. Uh, I still can't believe he caught him with that kick and I can't believe he knocked out Ferguson like that. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's catching Poirier that way. I'm just hoping for a great fight. Um, I, I, I have no doubt it's going to be a great, exciting fight. But sometimes when you put that hype on it, it doesn't live up. So let's not let's hope this is not one of those times. Um, so next we got. Uh, who do we got next? Oh, yeah. The other title fight. Carlos Sparza versus Whaley Zhang. That's for the women's strawweight title. So, Carla Esparza was part of... She won the belt by being part of one of the most boring fights to ever happen. Um, alongside Derek Lewis versus Francis Ngannou. Um, nothing was happening in these fights. They just... Esparza wasn't pressing forward. And, and she was trying takedowns, but not as hard as usual. And not as often as usual. She's a great wrestler. Um, and that's her bread and butter. Is taking people down. And, and you know grinding them out. And holding them there. So 
that's a lot of the ways that she wins her fights but uh he didn't do a lot of that with rose i think she was timid um because she knows that rose namiunis has really good striking really good boxing and and just crazy kicks uh that's how she uh, rose namiunis was a champ before carla took it from her in that boring fight i don't know what rose is thinking um the game plan was horrible and she i think you know rose actually lost to carla before as well um for when they first fought for the belt so they were both on the ultimate fighter rose Namajunas fought carla esparza for the strawweight belt and i believe that was in the inaugural like title fight where they introduced the belt so they brought them in on tough had them fight it out and then uh fought for the belt at the end and i was rooting for rose hard because i watched every minute of that show and rose is my favorite by far uh and a lot of a lot of great fighters came out of that that uh that season of tough but uh yeah sparza beat her out for the belt and you know rose just kept fighting her way back and and got way better and wound up winning the title uh against Li zhang and uh <laughs> nasty front kick to the face on zhang so both these women have fought rose so that makes it a bit of a weird fight because rose is still pretty much in contention but with carla having the belt and the way that that fight went they're obviously not itching to make that fight again and that's why uh rose didn't get the immediate rematch so uh rose also beat the crap out of um Joanna Young Jacek so that's just a testament to how good she is but uh yeah so the weird dynamic in this fight because if Esparza wins again Rose probably has to wait a while and gets put together some good wins before she gets a, a chance at that title again but if Wei Li wins Rose has beaten her twice the first time like I said was uh just front kick to the face knocked her out cold um and that's how rose won the belt and took it from whaley uh whaley saying i beat Joanna for the belt no i'm sorry yeah yeah she beat uh Joanna on j check for the belt and then rose beat whaley and took the belt uh man i can't even keep my timeline straight that there was a lot that happened within like these four girls so uh but anyway rose came back uh, fought Whaley again and beat her by decision. It was a bit of a closer fight. I feel like Zhang has been coming up and getting better ever since she got knocked out like that because I don't think she believed that that could happen to her. So, you know, there's a weird dynamic here. I think if Whaley wins, Rose might get another another shot at the, at the title. But if Esparza wins, I don't know that, uh, that Rose is going to get that fight soon. But I don't know who's coming up. But, uh, Whaley Zhang, like I said, she was a champ before. Lost her belt to Rose. Um, I think she's coming out for blood on this one. Um, I think she sees Carla as a good new opponent. And I think she thinks she can hang with her. Um, she might have the answer for that crazy wrestling that Carla brings to the fight. But I don't know. This one could be very uneventful. Whaley Zhang is usually out to fight um pretty hard and and press forward so she might make this a better fight but if carla does what she does 
And the reason why she's a champ is if she gets out there and gets her to the ground and keeps her there and grinds it out, you know, it could be kind of a boring fight. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm anticipating this fight to see what the outcome's going to be and to see if maybe Rose is going to get back to being able to fight for the belt again. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, but here we go with... Let me get my stuff together here since I'm not prepared like usual. Let's go with the main event. Oh, and what do I do? <laughs> there we go. Struggling, but you know, it is what it is. It could be worse. Maybe things couldn't work at all. And then I wouldn't be here doing this or you'd just be staring at me, staring at you while I have nothing to show. <laughs> I'm sure I'd make something work, but it's just annoying that, you know, usually I could push a button and things are happening, but my stuff is stupid. So anyway, main event time. We got uh, Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. Now, it's it's Pereira, Pajeda, oh man. That's, I've heard it said so many different ways. Pajeda, it might be closer because, you know, he's Brazilian and they don't really pronounce their R's. They usually sound like H's. So, yeah, Pajeda. Uh, we'll, we'll call it that because that sounds a little better. Pereira sounds like you don't know what the fuck you're saying, <laughs> which I kind of don't. So, um, anyway, this is this is my second tier fight, which sounds weird because they're the main event. But the problem is, I'll start with this. The pro the reason why I keep saying that that I think Chandler and Poirier are, is going to be a more exciting fight is because. Izzy, Israel Adesanya came out just like a fucking crazy man with a lot of things happening from his walkout to his celebration when he won the fight and everything in between. You know, it's a show when he walks out. It's a show when he's getting ready in the cage. It's a show when they announce him. And it's a show when he starts the fight. And it's a crazy show when he ends the fight and wins. So, um, the problem is, is, you know, these guys win and they get so many title defenses and then they start fighting these different opponents that they may not know as well, or they know too well. So then they become very cautious and timid and they are hesitant to pull the trigger because they're worried. They don't want to be the ones that get caught out of nowhere because anybody can get caught with a punch or a kick or a knee or an elbow and and that's it there's your title gone so that's all it takes so because of that unfortunately you know a lot of these fighters decide that they like their paycheck too much and the money that they make being a champ which i don't blame them um and they want to find the shortest route to getting that win um and that's not really the shortest route i just mean i should say the safest route to get that win um and, you know, Izzy's kind of been there back and forth. But there's really only two fights that uh, you can account for that. And that was uh, the fight with Yoao Romero. And the... Uh... 
I just got distracted by what I just saw. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man. Um, blue check marks, man. It's a funny thing. Twitter, Twitter's the topic of conversation these days. So, uh, Elon's out there doing his thing and making waves, I guess. But uh, what was I saying? Uh, is, is he? Yeah, Izzy's, uh, oh yeah, the two fights. Jared Cannonier was uh, the last fight that, it just wasn't that eventful. And the, the problem with it is that, uh, the problem with it is that he just didn't want to pull the trigger. It, it's just, and, and Jared Cannonier didn't do much either. He didn't come after Israel. And, you know, you would think you're fighting to win that belt that you're going to put everything on the line to have the chance to win that belt and it's like if you don't do that then what are you there for right so i get izzy was saying that you know how am i supposed to fight against somebody who doesn't want to fight but also if you're there to put on a show and you're there just to keep that title and have people be interested in you you got to put the fight to them and and you know it didn't really happen there against yellow romero if you remember if you watch that it looked like a video game that got stuck in the starting motions like when you're in mortal Kombat and you're just standing there and they're just moving like this that's pretty much what that fight looked like and it was over and over they were just circling each other uh, it was bad it being yoel romero um I would have thought he was going to come after Izzy, and he didn't. And Israel knew that Yoel is dangerous. He's one of those one-punch knockout type guys. So, or flying knees. He's done that to a, a bunch of dudes. So, yeah, unfortunately, it, it, it has the possibility of being that way. Because uh, uh, Pajeda, he doesn't, he doesn't grapple, really. He doesn't wrestle. So he's all about the hands and the kicks. He's an ex-kickboxer. And the thing about that is him and Israel have history. And this is why. This is them fighting in kickboxing. And Pajeda knocked him the fuck out. So he's he's beat Izzy twice. Um, I think the first one might have been by decision. But this is the second fight. And yeah knocked him out cold so the question is is you know is is he gonna like have this in the back of his head does he remember this to the point where it's gonna affect him in the cage i don't know because that that's a pretty substantial knockout and it was by a punch and let's see was that a it was a left hook it looked like yep left hook knocked him out cold so you know i don't know that it's easy to get that out of your head when you know you're fighting uh when you know you're fighting somebody that has done this to you it's one thing to fight somebody that you know can do something like this but it's another thing when they've done it to you so what kind of mental thing is that gonna put on izzy i don't know but i will say that that was definitely a nasty knockout. And it was a long time ago, though. Izzy's not the same fighter. So I'm hoping that this is not the way this fight ends. I don't think it will be. I think Izzy is uh, definitely 
a different fighter these days and he's been the champ for a while he's still undefeated in middleweight he went up to light heavyweight and he lost to Jan uh, Blachowicz but uh, you know uh, that was I don't think he was ready for that kind of a fight against Jan so let's see Pajeda also has these nasty flying knees holy shit I mean that oh yeah that's just nasty and you know for him to be that explosive to do something like a flying knee and land it that cleanly look at that i mean he almost pushes the head down as he's throwing the knee so i and he looks like an intimidating motherfucker like you look at him like is this goddamn terminator like across from me he has no expression on his face ever even though he's been a pretty big troll to izzy online making fun of all of his training videos and you know actually after that knockout that we just saw during that uh kickboxing fight Pajeda's son came into the ring and like came up next to Izzy and threw himself on the ground and acted like he was all stiff the way that Izzy did when he got knocked out just fucking trolling him making fun of him like that's fucking savage man I don't know like whose kid does that without being provoked and just like goes and does something like that to make fun of somebody a, a, a grown man in a in a kickboxing fight that just got knocked out and you're gonna go do that wow like what's going on in that household <laughs> besides savagery i guess but yeah the haters super dangerous um you don't know what he's gonna do and i don't know how much of a burden it's on izzy's head this was Pajeda's last fight against Sean Strickland, which, by the way, that's a nasty knockout. But I will say it was nice to see Sean Strickland get knocked out like that because Strickland is a fucking weirdo. I don't like him. He says a lot of really dumb shit and he's just fucking annoying, like stupid and annoying. And he never drops it. So it makes me think that's exactly how he is. He's got some weird videos of him in a shower saying you're nothing's more american than taking a shower with your ak-47 i'm like bro shut up like you could do a lot cooler videos with a gun in it than you taking a shower like a fucking weirdo like where did the barrel of that gun go huh what were you doing in the shower with it yeah shut up you're fucking annoying i will say strickland is a pretty decent fighter i always give these guys respect for the for their fights and, and being the fighter in the UFC. But as a person, he's a fucking weirdo. And I don't like him. And yeah. What can I say? I, I There's very few people I really dislike. And he just... I don't like him. I just don't like him. He's fucking stupid and annoying. So watching him get knocked out like this. Almost almost better than watching McGregor get knocked out. <laughs> I, I respect McGregor a lot more. He actually has some decent things to say. And, and, and shows the human side of him every now and again. But Strickland is ju fucking jackass. I don't care what anybody says. Um, yeah, fuck him. Uh, I don't know why I keep going on these tangents about these guys. Like, obviously, he can kick my ass. I know that. But I just don't like the dude. I, I don't know. And I don't have the type to sit here and pretend like I do. Like, I'm happy to see him get knocked out like that. Fuck him. Um, but... Pajeda can do this to anybody and I don't know if he's gonna do this to Izzy I don't think Israel is stupid enough to put himself in this position 
I will give Strickland credit. He did say he did everything wrong to lead leading up. He was the game plan was to take uh, Pajeda down. Everybody knows that Pajeda doesn't have good grappling and wrestling, so everyone's thinking that that's the way to beat him. Wear him out a little bit, getting him to chase you with strikes, and then you know take him down and see if you can uh, catch him being a bit tired and put him in bad positions and maybe finish him down there. So that was the game plan. Strickland played too much on the feet and got caught. And that's what happens when you do stupid shit like that. Maybe he should learn in his regular life to not do dumb shit like that too. (laughs) I'm gonna have another drink, man. Chill the fuck out. (laughs) Makes me happy to see him get knocked out though. Fuck that guy. Um... (laughs) But, you know, Izzy's got those dynamic strikes, and he's dangerous as fuck. He's got long limbs. He'll use everything against you. Look at that nasty, nasty elbow. You know, look how he sets it up, too. Grabs the wrist, turns the arm, opens up the face, watches him come in, and throws that elbow. Full force with his whole body behind it. Like, that's why I like this this video, and that's why I put it up here. Because it just shows, like, beautiful technique like innovative doing those little things you know those little things like making sure he puts that hand down kind of yanks him forward a bit throws all of his body behind that elbow knows exactly where to land like fuck man that's nice and this is early izzy so you know these are the types of things he was doing in the beginning so um i wish he stuck to this i but you know it, it is it is taking a chance when uh when you throw you know when you do things like this and you take the chance of getting caught and i think that's that's what he's afraid of uh everybody at this level gets to be at that point where you know you you take someone too lightly and then you get caught but you know he's he got caught right there if you saw that um it'll replay again but uh you know he does get caught every now and again um but look what he comes back with you know they may look like they're just flailing punches here in slow-mo but you know he's leaning back and still catches Whitaker in the chin leaning back and and look at him stumble then he jumps on him and finishes him so you know this is the kind of shit Izzy does and he is kind of a counter striker so he will sit back and wait and if Pajeda comes out like a maniac to him i think izzy might take a second man i got the hiccups it's like just won't go away i keep trying to hold my breath for a second it's not working oh then it feels like it's just there (laughs) uh anyway yeah i i think izzy might be a little bit overwhelmed if pajeda comes out like crazy on him but i think he's gonna he's gonna keep his composure he's gonna be smart and if he sees that chance, he's going to put him on the ground and maybe grind him out down there. A little bit of ground and pound or put him in bad positions to maybe get a, a submission. I don't see Izzy really going for submissions very much, though. I think he's going to try to put him in that that position on the ground, you know, to be dominant and be able to drop some elbows, drop some punches. So um, if nothing else, he's going to hold him there for a bit, tire him out, let him get back to his feet, see if he rushes in again and and you know counter like he does and catch him just like that i mean 
he got hit flush and yet he still came back leaning backwards with that punch to the chin i mean perfect look at that and robert whitaker's a bad motherfucker too i mean this was i think this is when yeah this is when izzy took the belt yeah because uh whitaker's got the black shorts on yep so this is when izzy took the belt and i mean whitaker just looked like a fucking world beater and then izzy came in and did this but dude izzy's a character and you know like i said from from the start to the finish it's a show with him and you know he he does stuff like this <laughs> this was right after knocking knocking uh knocking out uh whitaker winning the belt and you know if you've seen any of his antics it's it's crazy he does stuff like the death note thing um he came out one time he, he used to be a b-boy so he has a crew and all his boys came out with him once uh and did a whole routine so he did like a whole b-boy dance before as he's walking out to his fight <laughs> to come fight a five five minute round fight for the belt and he came out dancing is crazy it was pretty entertaining too i gotta say um his last fight he came out like the undertaker had the music had the hat had the big jacket i think did he have the jacket i'm not sure but he definitely had the hat real low looking down purple you know crazy smoke the music it was it was it was that was pretty entertaining as well so like i said it's always a show with izzy he says this time he's just gonna walk out, but I don't think so. I think he's got something up his sleeve. Um, he keeps teasing that, you know, he wants to make it a horror film and a bloodbath, and he really wants to make Pajeda pay. But he also says, or maybe I'll just jab him and leg kick him to death. <laughs> so he keeps you guessing. That's the kind of dude is he is. I'm excited for this fight uh, Saturday on pay-per-view um watch the prelims on espn plus it's gonna be good i'm excited for it i can't wait um i'm happy i got through this because like i said i didn't know what was gonna happen <laughs> so yeah um i don't have much else than that because you know i was fo solely focused on this fight pay-per-view ufc 281 saturday um, I'm excited for it and lots of good fights, like we just said. And then watching Frankie Edgar fight his last fight, that's sad, bittersweet, you know, because he, yeah, um, he hasn't been ending up in the best of fights lately. And, you know, it sucks to see him go, but I hope he moves on to something great. So, yeah, besides that, um, Keep your eye out and, and keep up with Kane and let's hope for the best, like I said before. And I'll just keep talking about it because, yeah, uh, that's just what I'm going to do just to keep it out there. I want everybody to remember. And until it's fully over and we know what the outcome is, and even then, uh, I'm still going to keep talking about it. So I'm passionate about it. I'm sorry if everybody's annoyed by it. Um, I hope not. I hope you see why i feel the way i do about it if you just you know look out for things on online follow me all my social media you'll see i post all the good shit and 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 i posted all that uh about kane because it's just a testament to how good of a guy he is so yeah 
anyway, um, we got through it. Uh, I, that's pretty much all I got for now. Let's see if everything else I have will work. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be scrambling again. Um, I meant to start off this way, but when I stop having all these problems to begin with, I will remember to do this kind of stuff in the beginning because I know a lot of people, a lot of people watch parts here and there or only watch the beginning, get sidetracked or get busy and then don't ever come back to it. So I want to try to remind everybody to like, subscribe and hit that notification bell. And I'm going to start reminding people in the beginning too, because that's where it should happen because I would appreciate it. Um, if you like my videos, it's cool. It tells me, you know, if you watched it and you liked it, like it. If you just watched it and you thought it was okay, still give it a like. Um, if you subscribe, thank you. If you don't, please do hit that subscription. Um, that way, you know, it's easy to find my stuff and that notification bell will tell you when I go live or when a new video comes out. So yeah, um, do all those things for me, please. I'd appreciate it. And on top of that, I know I'm asking for a lot here, but follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. Um, I post a lot on Facebook because I feel like that's the it's a really easy place to go and and it's a good place to share. Um, but on on my Instagram stories, you'll see a lot. Um, if you don't remember that I was uh doing a podcast on a certain on Thursday nights at seven, which is usually what I try to do. You'll see me post about it right after. I need to start posting before reminding people that I'm going live soon. So anyway, also, if you only listen to the podcast, uh, on uh, the audio version of the podcast, I'm on all of these uh, platforms over here, right there. <laughs> uh, YouTube. Oh, I'm sorry. We are on YouTube. Stitcher, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Spotify. You can get video and audio or just do audio. Um, either way. Yeah, I know a lot of people use Spotify. That's one of my favorite things to use, but I use another um, podcast app called Podcast Republic. Um, it comes out the second it uploads. It's on my Podcast Republic app. So if you're looking for a good app to listen to podcasts on, Podcast Republic is a good one. That's what I use to listen to most of my podcasts unless they're, you know, only on Spotify, like Rogan or a couple of other podcasts are only on Spotify. Uh, but yeah, I'll do a mix of both. Um, if you don't want to watch it on YouTube, you can watch it on Spotify, video and audio. I know I always go on and on and on about this, but I just like to inform everyone and let everyone know where to get everything. If you're not sure what this graphic is for, now you know. Um, I, it's written there, but you know, I'll explain it anyway. And... To continue on, um, I do other podcasts as well, and I need to move to that, but that's all right. Uh, the final episode is where I got my podcast start, so yeah, uh, we do that on Sundays at 7 p.m. on YouTube. I am now, I'm newly a part of Enough to be Dangerous. Um, that's another podcast I do on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on Twitch. Now, these times are all Arizona time. Huh. The time just changed. I forgot. So, actually, it's uh, 8 o'clock. Damn it. I forgot. Because uh, other people I do this podcast with are not in the same state as me. So, either way, 
Uh, yeah, and then we have the Rumble, which is a combination of the two podcasts I just talked about. And we do that on Wednesdays on YouTube at now 8 p.m. Arizona time. You know, if you go subscribe and hit that notification bell for all of these, um, then you will know exactly when they come on. And yeah, we're trying to change things up a bit and get things going for all of these podcasts. Or maybe we do a combination of them. Either way, I will always let you know what I'm up to other than this podcast because uh, all those guys are great dudes and they all help me out and I enjoy doing the other podcasts with them. So we definitely want to keep that going and I will definitely always uh, shout them out here. So there we go. Go watch me on some other podcasts if you want to hear me talk about other things other than MMA or combat sports in general. So uh, yeah. If you've had enough of me, thanks for at least watching this. (laughs) And thanks for uh, sticking with me through all of my problems and bullshit. And unfortunately, or fortunately, maybe it's fortunately because I might have more time to get through and fix all this stuff next week. Because I will be out of town again. And you'll see my makeshift background. But hopefully it'll go off just as well as it did last week. Um, And I'll have... uh, a good stream and be able to go live and everything like that. So watch out for me next week uh, here on YouTube at 7 p.m. Arizona time. <laughs> uh, hit that notification bell and you'll know exactly when. I'll stop saying it now. But uh, thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. I hope you uh, were able to bear with me. If you did, thank you. If you didn't, no worries. I will get better. We'll have these things stop. Stupid problems. Thanks again. Appreciate it. See you next time. Peace.